We go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window will get their second. You're listening to Lee Carson, Newcastle Hunters Home Rugby League. Welcome back to another episode of League Castle. I am, of course, your host, Chris McPherson. Uh, a big thank you, of course, to our sponsors who, without them, we wouldn't bring you the show each week. Of course, Newey Threads and Textbet. Uh, if you need some new wardrobe, check out Newey Threads' website. And if you uh, want to donate your punting money to a uh, bookie or clean some of theirs out, make sure you check out Textbet. They've got some good ties to our local Newcastle community and our sporting community and uh yeah, if you're going to bet, you may as well bet local. So today I have a guest host with me. Uh, I was fortunate enough to have some uh, fun with him, refereeing him on the weekend from the Raymond Terrace Magpies. He's a, a Terrace junior, made his debut out there at uh, the, the tender age of 17 while they were still in the Tui's Cup many moons ago. Back in 2008, he went on to play with South a number of years and some uh, success at Tea Gardens. Uh, he then uh, headed to Port Stephen Sharks for a little cameo. Was up at Gloucester last year, but has returned home to his roots uh, here at the Terrace and is leading them round in the C grade competition this year in the Newcastle Hunter Rugby League. Uh, I'm told he's the second best footballer in his uh, family that plays for the Terrace now. No, none other than Luke Hansager. Luke, how are you? Good, thanks, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Is that is that true? Second best footballer in your family that's playing for the Terrace now? Oh, that's what Brooke keeps telling me. But you know, <laughs> it's just keeping your family debate. That's a Christmas. That's a Christmas lunch debate. That one. Yeah, that's right. After a few drinks, just go to the knuckle. You reckon you can win that? <laughs> I reckon I've got him covered. Yeah, nice, uh, mate. On on that note, both of you among some of the best in in an upset win on the weekend, and and one that was sorely needed for the terrace. Yeah, definitely, mate. We um, like I said before, we uh, we have a good team across the park. Like you look at you look at the team we have, and you know the the names that we have on there. A lot of us have played. A lot of you know higher level grade in, in this comp and we just can't seem to get the win for whatever reason but you know hopefully we've got some confidence now and it was definitely a good win on the weekend and you know we just need a few more wins just to we need to do is sort of, especially this year just sneak into the semis and and that's all we need yeah well that that win certainly snuck you into uh sixth spot which is it's a in the eight team comps this year it is a six team semi so uh mate maybe maybe another two wins on, out of the last three it guarantee you a shot there and obviously the higher up you climb the uh theoretically the easier the opponent but there's as we've seen on any given day there's no easy opponents in in any of the grades really but certainly that c grade competition as you guys showed on the weekend you know went into the game seventh versus th- second or third and uh managed to do them over by 20 after they'd beaten you by 40 earlier in the year yeah, I don't know. They they team looked a, a fairly fairly bit different to the first time we played them. Um, but I think it just come down to we we had more of a full team with us this week, and we um yeah we sort of we hadn't really played together much as a team over the last few years, and we're just starting to sort of click now. And yeah, hopefully we can hopefully we can keep it going in the next few weeks and sneak into the semis and give it a real red hot crack. Yeah, certainly, mate. And, and on that note, we might um, might break a little bit of news here in terms of the semi-finals. Uh, the Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League have released that their semi-final venues for this year, and uh, I think the first week of the semis is going to be a thousand games almost, mate. Um, and, they're, and they're spread all around. We've got uh, Waratah, Dora Creek, Malaboola, and St John Oval at Charlestown. So 
Um, they haven't allocated which games yet. They'll wait to see, obviously, who who uh, lands where once the uh, final ladder positions are determined after round 10 in a few weeks' time. Um, and then the second week of the finals will be, uh, uh, I believe, Raymond Terrace and Dora Creek. And the, and the grand finals, Raymond Terrace and St John Oval, obviously those venues having the, the spare field in case of games needing to be moved due to injuries and, and things of the like, mate. Uh, certainly be some, some news that would be music to your ears having a, a couple of weeks of finals at home there if you can make it that far. Yeah, mate, fingers crossed we can make it that far. But, you know, if, even if we don't, you know, I know they've had a lot of grand finals and semi-finals there in the past, but, you know, even when I was playing with other clubs, I used to love playing back there, mate. I, I honestly think it's one of the best grounds in the sort of Newcastle region. So, yeah, we're sort of very lucky to be able to call it home, I suppose. Yeah, certainly well set up in terms of, uh, in comparison to some of those Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League grounds and, and probably a benefit of what we touched on very briefly in your intro, mate, um, that history that Raymond Terrace had of, of those years in the Newcastle Rugby League they invested in you know, the surface, the lights and uh, a few other things there, the fencing and different bits which have, which have got it to being, you know, quite a handy ground in terms of uh, how it stacks up. Yeah, mate, it's a great ground to play at. Even if you're not the home team, even even if you're just playing there, playing against them, it's, yeah, it's a great ground. I, I remember back in the day, you know, when it first opened and the old grudge match back in the day with the terrace in the bay, you, you couldn't move on that hill there. So, um, yeah, I'd love to see those sort of days back. Yeah, mate, I've, I've certainly got some... Um, Fond memories and not so fond memories of uh, playing there, uh, winning some semi-finals in the juniors, doing my ACL, and uh, then some good refereeing moments, including my first grade debut as a touch judge, which saw one Brook Roach have his ponytail pulled and uh, he unleashed. Oh. I think we were sharing that story on Saturday before the game, actually, mate. Uh, back when he's back when he's in his yeah, back when he's in his cranky cranky <laughs> prime, he's, he's a bit more mellow now, Brook. Uh, I still wouldn't I still wouldn't pull his ponytail though. Nah, nah, you just just a no no that one. You don't do that. Uh, exactly, mate. All right, we might uh, we might jump into the footy, mate, and then we'll we'll, uh, we'll go through the grades and uh, wrap up at the end. We've had some uh, questions on short notice come through, mate, and we've even had some sent through that you wouldn't have had a chance to look at yet. We had some come through on direct message, so we'll wait and see see if we can stump you with them. But right. uh, we'll start with the Win Network A grade competition. Uh, West Walls End picked up the two points over Thornton uh, via forfeit. Unfortunately, Thornton couldn't field their side this week. Dora Creek, a big win, 66 to 8 over University. Uh, Fingal Bay getting their first win in the A grade competition, 22 12 over West. And Northern Lakes going down to Glendale, 26 points to 10. Looking at those results, mate, uh, Dora Creek certainly got the target on their back. They're the only undefeated side now after Thornton's forfeit. Yeah, mate. I um, you know, I got my old mate Mickey Edmonds playing down there this year. Shout out to Mick. He um having a run down there. I've seen a few photos of him getting around. I thought he'd be hanging them up this year. The old fella he's getting a bit long in the tooth, but yeah, good to, good to see they're still going all right down there. But yeah, obviously they've still got a quality side with with Marlborough and Kai and and the boys that come over from Shorty a couple of years ago. But um. Yeah, a little bit surprising about Thornton. I have been sort of keeping an eye on that A-grade comp now, and they've been doing really well over the last two weeks too. So a little bit disappointing that they forfeited, but they obviously would have their reasons. Yeah, look, I had a chat to Pat Robards, who's their captain coach, and they lost quite a significant number, I think, in the realm of sort of four or five due to injury from the week previous. And then they had a number of guys who couldn't escape the dreaded Saturday Saturday afternoon work for a change. And uh, look, you know, when you're running a one-team um, squad and uh, you know you lose you know somewhere in the realms of four or five for the injury and you know another five or six to work you've already got a couple who are probably carrying injuries or unavailable anyway when you've only got a squad of 28 or so it doesn't take 
that much and all of a sudden you're decimated. And, I, and I, undoubtedly, I know you guys would be going through the same things at different points where, you know, work and things get in the way or injuries and they start to add up and it can make a real difference to a squad week to week. Yeah, no, we've, we've been there, mate. It hasn't been as bad this year at the Terrace, but when I was up at Sea Gardens, that was definitely a problem, especially, you know, playing A-grade week in, week out. Yeah. You know, guys do carry niggles and carry injuries and stuff as well. So, yeah, it's just part and parcel of this sort of comp, isn't it? Certainly is, and as you say, those, those high grades, a little bit, little bit more forceful contacts, so the knocks and niggles, and you know some of those boys that are going around that um, you know either are stepping up in grade, and aren't quite used to it, etc., can start to wear some injuries, and a few of them in all together, and you've got to take a couple of weeks rest, otherwise you're not making it to the end of even a shortened season. Um, yeah, that's right. We'll run through the ladder. That ladder now sees Dora Creek sit on top alone on 14, Thornton on 12, Westwall's End on 9, Fingal Bay 8, Northern Lake 7, Glendale 6, Uni on 2 and West yet to break their duck. Uh, look, it's West pretty much done and dusted in terms of the finals race. They'd need a lot of results to go their way. Uni, they haven't actually chalked a win yet, so they'd need to get a couple of wins on the way home. And, and they've got an opportunity this weekend, which will be an interesting one, but... They need a few results as well with a really uh, heavy for and against against them. So barring some some um, peculiar results, I think that top six is just about settled down. It's just about what order they finish in. That said, um, yeah. we might start with that uni game this weekend and they travel all the way up to Fingal Bay, the, the students, and uh, take on Fingal Bay. And Fingal will be sniffing about for back-to-back wins in A grade. Yeah, yeah. I, I did sort of see they come up through the B grade comp and obviously they won the A grade comp there against Shorty a couple of years ago when, when we were at um, I think it was at Terrace then yep. but um, yeah no they've got some quality players in their team too they've got a few of the boys back from the pickers that are sort of from out that way like Kyle Perrin and, and Ike and, and a few of the other boys so yeah no they do have a, a solid team out there there's, there's definitely you know some quality there yeah, I'm certainly looking forward. I think the, the battle of the halves here, Jared Rodimer versus Tyler Perrin will be an interesting one. Uh, both very seasoned in terms of uh, controlling and steering a team around the park. Obviously, Isaac at the back adds a lot to uh, Fingal Bay as well. And Uni, they're, they're, they're big. They'll be, I'd suggest, a fair bit bigger than Fingal Bay's pack. But Fingal Bay have got some guys that throw well above their weight, as a couple of teams have commented to me on. So this will be an interesting one. And, and I'm actually uh, I'm going to really sit on the fence here, mate. I'm going to tip a draw. A draw? Yeah, it's a good, good start to it. Yeah, I'm going to go with my old mate Ike out at Fingle Bay. Lovely, mate. Next up, we've got out at Bower Oval on Saturday afternoon. Glendale hosting Thornton. Glendale will be buoyed by their win over Northern Lakes and be eyeing off trying to climb a spot or two on the ladder, especially if some results can go their way. But they host Thornton, who will be back from their week off after the forfeit and um, being undefeated and still technically not having actually chalked a loss, just the forfeit, Thornton will be wanting to get another two points here and uh, really try and secure a top two berth. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I said, I, I ran into Steve Slee the other day at my young bloke's footy game and he was sort of telling me, giving me a bit of rundown on how they'd been going. And yeah, same thing. He just, you know, a few injuries here and there. And, you know, that's just, this is what happens in this grade. Yeah, mate, uh, there, there's another one. He's a very experienced campaigner, added, has added some since he's returned to Glendale again this year uh, after it looked like at the start of the year. I don't think he was going to play initially. Oh. He doesn't know when to say when, though, does he? Oh, he's, he's bad as crook. He'd be, he'd be 100 years old now, surely. 
Hey, we, 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 we named him, uh, he was right amongst our over 35s team we named last year. You could pick a red hot one now. You could probably make it almost over 40s <laughs> and pick a, pick a, yeah, pick definitely. a pretty good side that would uh, give it to most clubs um, from B grade down. So Yeah, definitely, definitely, mate. Some handy ones going around. We talked about another one which we'll get to in the C grade later on in, in Simon Chapel. He gets a mention, uh, contractual, contractually obliged to mention him every show, I think. So. Yeah, I know. Is he paying you every time you mention his name? Oh, look, he's just, every time I get on here, you're giving him a rap. He's just, 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 just a bit of a man crush, mate. He's a good-looking rooster. What can I say? Uh, nah, he's a good bloke, but <laughs> He is a good bloke. So who, who are you tipping here, mate? Are you going with Slee's boys, the Gorillas, or are you going to tip uh, Paddy Robards oh, and his Bears? I can't. Sorry, Slee. I've been watching Thornton go around, and yeah, I've been sort of pretty um, yeah, pretty impressed with what they've been doing over the last few weeks. So, yeah, sorry, Slee, but I'm going to go against you, mate. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with Thornton as well. The next one, this is uh, almost a local derby. Dora Creek hosting the Northern Lakes Warriors down at Dora Creek Oval. Neville Thompson Oval, as it's otherwise known. Look, Northern Lakes, yeah, they, I, I believe they welcome back Cade Snowden from suspension this week. Um, they've added in a couple of players as well, including uh, Belmont South's captain coach from last year, Aaron Morris, over the last couple of weeks. But you just have to think Dora Creek will keep on marching on. They've got a four and against of plus 200 after seven games, an average winning margin of nearly 30 points. And... You'd be a brave man to think think much else is going to happen down there at yeah, Dora Creek this week. Well, I can't tip against them. You know, they've got too much class across the field. You know, you've got Marlborough in the middle. You've got Kai on the back row. There's, there's too much class across that. And they've got, you know, they've obviously won a lot of comp between them now as well. You know, even going back to, you know, Cardiff days, you know, yep. a few years ago, then Shorty, now, now Dora. So, mate, yeah, I, I can't go past Dora, mate. No, mate, and that's it. All those, all those that you mentioned, you add in, you know, the likes of Tyrone and Amy, the Jeffrey brothers, the Alchin brothers. Like it's a, and and the great thing I will I will give Dora Creek. A lot of people will give them a bit of a knock about you know bringing these players in. Those five that I just named have all come back from sort of playing first grade and at a decent level. And you know, in Tyrone's case, also played in the NRL. They're all juniors from the club, and I think the stat yeah. was rolled out last week. I think. 13 or 14 of their 19 that they had in their squad last week against University had played juniors at their club. So, yes, they've brought them back this oh, year and taken them. the opportunity, but, you know, pe- people travel on. They go to go on to bigger and better things. Um, they can't stay at Dora Creek for life. So, for them to come back and have a chance to all play together is great. Uh, yeah, 100%, mate. Yeah, no, it is what it is. Like, you know, the, this opportunity is probably not going to roll around. Obviously, you know, this pandemic sort of stuffed everything everyone. And, you know, blokes want to have a game somewhere. So, you know, we're a, we're a better club than, than your junior club. So, mate, if that's what they want to do, then, you know, all power to them. Exactly right, mate. In the final game of the round, it is uh, third place West Walls End hosting Western Suburbs. Uh, it'll be interesting. We, we don't know what we're going to get any given week from uh, Western Suburbs uh, in the Rosellas, but uh, I'd say they'll be a bit lighter on troops this week because I believe grades at home on Saturday for the Newcastle Rugby League. They'll be playing Lakes. Uh, so they might uh, might not be able to call. I see Jade Porter played uh, in that game last week in the first grade, so it uh, be interesting to see what they've got. But you'd have to think West Wall's end uh, with the Briggs brothers, etc., will be too strong, although it would have been great to have seen Jade Porter versus Scott Briggs. That would have been uh, worth the, uh, I was going to say the price of admission, but I think it's free to get into Les Wakeman Oval, so the price of a, a blue can <laughs> out there anyway. Yeah, that would have been a good game. Yeah, like I said, I've been really surprised with West and you know, their lack of performance this year. You know, you look across the park, I've seen, you know, Jade Porter throwing on a jersey and having to run around in that comp, you know, Cole Clark and, you know, was it Ryan Walker and that running around down there the other day. Look, I, I just, I'm really surprised that they haven't won more games, to be honest with you. And, um, yeah, I'm probably going to have to tip against them this week. You know, I've played against the Briggs boys, you know, for a lot of years now and, you know, they're definitely quality as well. So, you know, if they're, they're on the park, you know, they've definitely got a good shot. Yeah, I think I think Westwall's end... Uh 
They'll certainly be uh, looking to get another two points. They're a bit uh, frustrated, I think, that they didn't get to go ahead last week with the forfeit, and uh, that frustration might come to the fore as they try to put as many points on as they can and try and claw their way towards you know uh, what might be a little bit optimistic, but the slim chance of still finishing second. And, uh, yeah, as you say, I think Wests have just chopped and changed a lot depending on availability of players, and it's hard, you know, and, and you, you touched on this when we're talking off the air, if you don't have consistency of a lineup, it's it's hard to get much cohesion and, and momentum from week to week and build on, you know, what what happened last week. Yeah, okay, we lost, but, you know, we can build on those, you know, combinations and things. If you're changing five or six players and you're starting 13 every week, it's uh, nigh on impossible to get any any sort of flow on. Yeah, that's, that's definitely right. Yeah. yeah, like I said, I was a little bit surprised about the sort of, not winning a few games. I definitely, at the start of the year, I sort of tipped them to be finishing up near the top and giving, you know, like the door and Thornton a real a real shake. Yeah, it's certainly, certainly been interesting, but um, we'll just watch this space. I don't doubt that they might uh, manage to throw a spanner in the works for one or two sides in these last three rounds and they'll... Uh, They'll relish the job of playing spoilers, undoubtedly. But uh, that's our A-grade competition. Don't forget to jump on and uh, get involved in our tipping contest. Those of you who have registered, uh, I know there's a lot of people missing putting their tips in each week. There is some prizes up for grabs from TechSpet, so make sure you get on. The links will be up tomorrow, being Thursday, for this week's tipping. So make sure you get in there, tip, and uh, chase down our leaders um, for, for a bit of a change. Last year, I think I led, led from pillar to post almost in, in the comp, so... I'm um, running about third or fourth this year, so good to see someone else uh, getting there because I'm ineligible to win the prize anyway. So good prize to be had from Texbet there. Uh, so make sure you get in and check out the tipping comp. We'll move on, Luke, onto the B-grade competition and uh, we'll start off the Walls End Maryland Tigers. They had a 34-28 win over your neighbours, the Malibula Panthers. Uh, Malibula, a couple of weeks ago, they were sitting on top of the ladder, mate. Uh, they've, they've come back to earth a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I see. Um, I see they picked up a few boys from over at Finkel. They got Bowie Earl and a couple of the others there. They've, you know, definitely recruited well over the off season too. There's, you know, a few of the local boys back there, and yeah, they they do have a definitely a handy team. They could give anyone a, a real red hot track on their day. Yeah, they certainly can. Um, and we saw that at the start of the year. I think they just got a few injuries, so. Um, watch for them if they can keep in that finals race. They're only two points clear of Wall's End uh, after that loss, but uh, they'll be benefited by the fact that Wall's End won't be fielding a team this week, which we'll get to in a moment. The other results, Aberglassen 40, defeated Maitland United 28, and in the top of the table clash, Dudley took first spot from Waratah with a 42-24 to win. Dudley, a bit of a slow start to the season, but they've really found their strides and good wins over Malibula and Waratah in the last two weeks, and They'll be uh, up and about and certainly fancy their chances, especially with those announcements of uh, St. John Oval hosting uh, a grand final, essentially an opportunity possibly for them if the scheduling falls the right way to play at home in a grand final. Yeah, every time we've played against them, you know, even when I was back at Tea Gardens days and Terrace when we were A-grad there a couple of years ago, Dudley, they've always been solid, mate. They've, you know, I think they finished down near the bottom of the ladder a couple of years ago in A-grade, but yeah, they, they've always been solid. And every time you go there, you know you're up for a good hard game. You certainly do. It's, uh, and they love a Friday night game over there, and it's always cold as anything in winter. Fortunately, it's starting to warm up a bit now. And, yeah, uh, you get that sea breeze, and yeah, you got to pack your jumper, that's for sure. You certainly do. But uh, there's not much separating these teams at the moment, so we'll run through the ladder. We've got Dudley on 10 points, Waratah on 10 points behind on four and against. We've then got Malibula and Aberglassen both back on eight, and Walls End on six. So with three rounds to go, the finals race is certainly open. Maitland United back on two, but as they showed on the weekend, they can put up a bit of a fight, and they gave Aberglassen a bit of a scare. So don't write them off yet. 
this weekend's games, though, uh, Waratah were scheduled to play Walsam Maryland. Unfortunately, uh, that Friday night game will not go ahead at Waratah. So Waratah will pick up the two points, and that'll jump them back to the top of the ladder, at least until Dudley play their game on Friday night. They'll take on last place Maitland United, uh, quarter past seven out at Dudley Oval, and it looks like that'll be the Bar TV game as well. So be an interesting clash, first versus last, but uh, Maitland United will uh, look to throw a cat amongst the pigeons on a Friday night, you'd think, Luke. Yeah, yeah, they will, mate. But, you know, going off past records and, and scores and that, that I've seen them get put on them over the last sort of couple of weeks, I, yeah, I can't tip against Dudley, mate, especially them sitting up near the top. Yeah, I think it'd be very hard to tip against Dudley. Um, I think, as I said, at Maitland United are improving, but they've left their run a little bit too late uh, Realistically, they'd probably need to have a win here and, and win their last three if they want to have any chance of playing finals. But they've done quite well. Um, they, look, they they aimed high and, and put themselves and nominated into A grade to start the year. Unfortunately, it wasn't quite to be the players that they thought they had coming in didn't quite amount. But um, as I said, a bit like West in the A grade, I think they'll they'll relish the chance to maybe you know throw a cat amongst the pigeons for one of these teams and maybe knock off a team on the run home and cost them a finals berth. Sometimes that's the you know the uh, next best thing to, to making the finals yourself. Yeah, you got to be careful sometimes. If you know, especially this year, you just don't know who's in these lineups from week to week. You know, there's, and and it can really hurt the team's confidence. Like you've seen with you know even us this year. Like we come out, we got beat, we got smacked in the first round by uh, Hamilton by sixty, and we're just sort of only just getting our confidence back now. You know, like we had a win against Stroud, which was good, and then a draw, and like we're just starting to get our confidence. That, you know, this game is definitely a, a confidence game, and you really don't want to be losing it, especially at the start of the year. Yeah, certainly right. Uh, and uh, the remaining match, and you talk about teams that have sort of might have lost a little bit of confidence. We talked about them just before. Malabula, this is a key game for them. They take on Aberglass. And look, a, a loss here for either of these sides probably puts paid to a top two finish, which is really crucial for that second bite of the cherry in the four-team finals format. Uh, the Ants, they're in some, some okay form. Malabula, not great form, but uh, really key for, for both of these sides to, if they want to have a crack at this competition this year, they need to probably chalk the win here. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I, I'm sort of torn here. I've got mates in both sides. I've got, you know, Luke Day running around in the front row for him, the big fella, and, you know, Jeremy Frederick still running around. They, you know, there's some quality players on both teams here, but, mate, honestly, I, you know, I know who Malibu's got, and I've played against them for a lot of years, and, you know, on their day, they can beat just about anyone, mate, so I've got to tip Malibu. Yeah, I, um, I'll be crucified if I don't go with Mick Akers and the crew out there. I think I think the fact that you're suggesting that Pumba runs around, mate, is pretty generous. Uh <laughs> He won't like me saying that, but uh, very, absolute legend of him and the those two names you both mentioned, him and Jez, are both good guys out there. They're a good bunch. Both sides here, it'll be undoubtedly played in really good spirits out there at McKeechee's, but no quarter will be given. But I'll go the Ants in a close one. I think it'll be plenty of points on offer. Both sides uh, like to throw the ball around a little bit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I can't tip against me old mate Bowie Earl. I think he'll, he'll get up, I reckon. Yeah, Bowen Evander out there after they've come over from Fingal have got a pretty handy combination uh, well, mate, uh, I refereed Malibu the other week, and I nearly didn't recognise Bo. He, he was a small front rower before, but he's even smaller this year. So he's, he's what's he been hit the gym? Oh, I think I think Phoebe's been starving him, mate, since he got married. You know, the <laughs> mid-season wedding last year, we gave him some grief for that, but uh, yeah, yeah, he's just yeah. Bit, must be on food rations now. I think Bowie. Oh, Bowie, don't listen to him, mate. Get into the food. <laughs> yeah, sneak some maccas when she's not there, mate. Get amongst <laughs> it. Uh, <laughs> But we'll move on to the Chase, the Energy C grade, and there was some tight um, tight games early in this uh, round. 22-20, to 20, Swansea got the win. 24 tw- That was over Dungog. 24-12, Morissette beat Tall Timbers down at Arimba. Budgie Woy, 38, defeated Stroud, 10 in the first versus last battle. And the big one, Raymond Terrace, 38, Hamilton, 18. 
The try in that game, the bat back in the in goal, that has been viewed some phenomenal amount of times already. It's been shared around some fairly big name platforms, etc. Mate, uh, nice for the uh, the Magpies to be getting a bit of love uh, on the on the wider wider scale. Yeah, that no, was good, mate. Uh, young Tristan for the bat back to JB. He's, he's done well. He's um, if we have one of them a week, we'll be we'll be doing well. Yeah, mate. The game the game had a little bit of everything. Um, we were actually t- your game actually came up last night at the. Uh, Newcastle and Coalfields Rugby League Referees Association training. We are talking about eight-point tries, which um, you were sort of involved in. Everyone was a little bit confused as to what was going on. And we had the, yeah. a, a kickoff that hit a, hit a goalpost, a kickoff that was returned for a try, a length of the field intercept try. It had everything. Yeah, a bit, a bit of everything. It was, a, it was actually a really, um, really entertaining game. I had a lot of people come up to me after the game and go, that was, that was a great game. Like, you know, we, we obviously come out slow. They scored a few points and, you know, and, we come out after I think it was the first quarter time and it was eighteen four or something and you know they didn't score a point after that. We just you know got our got our tails up and you know admittedly they made a lot of mistakes but you know we put a lot of pressure on them and yeah we we ended up putting thirty eight points on them, which was you know really pleasing for us. Yeah, it certainly was. I'm just looking at that video now on the Newcastle Hunter alone. It's had nearly five thousand views of uh, that try. So. Yeah, oh, at, at, at Bar, t- Bar TV's had it. W- it was tracking about three times that. So there's probably twenty to thirty thousand people that have watched that try. You'll be loving that. Oh, the boys will be loving it. They'll be throwing an autographs on the fence next week. I, 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 speaking of that, watching back the game, did I catch our touch judge, who is a, a Raymond Terrace stalwart, uh, big Jamie Douglas? Uh, it looked like he was signing autographs on the way back Someone onto the field at one point. He was signing autographs. I, yeah, I watched the I watched the Bar TV coverage back and. They said he was out there signing autographs. I don't know who would be, I don't know who'd be that desperate to get his autograph, but surely not. Hey, the highlight of the game for me was just him, him and Brooke giving each other grief whenever Brooke was on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's always plenty of stick between them two. Those two would have played some footy together back in the day, undoubtedly. So yeah, mate, hey, it's yeah. great to have someone like that though, Jamie. Great example of um, you know guys that you know fo- football. He decided that he'd had enough playing, uh, a little bit wiser than our mate Brooke, and decided instead he'd look good in pink. Um, he had a bit of fun with the girls as an all-in all in brawl and kept him on his toes and then out and ran the touchline and did, did a pretty good job. He, he might not be the quickest guy. He certainly wasn't the first one there for that intercept try, but uh, yeah. mate, um, some of the other close, tight stuff he does quite well and he's, he was a very good assistance to me and I, I needed it. I was blown by the end of that one with some of those long runs. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, Doug, he's a, he's a good bloke, mate. He, he's been around for a long time and mate, he's just one of them blokes that just, he just loves football, mate. You know, he just loves being around the club. He loves doing stuff for, you know, for the juniors in particular, like he, you know, he, a long time he was being associated with, with the club and, you know, he stepped away a couple of years ago, but, you know, like, still wants to be involved refereeing and just, just being around football in general, mate. And these are the sort of people that you need in the community, just good people like that, that, you know, keep, you know, keep the game going. Yeah, 100%, mate. It's a great thing. And, you know, um, certainly as we talked about before we came on air, you know, I'm a man of many hats at the moment, but there's so many opportunities for people to either stay involved or even people that have never played to get involved. Clubs always need a hand with 101 different things. So, if it is something that you're you're a fan of rugby league and you get down every weekend to your local club or you what you know keep an eye on your local club, feel free to reach out. Um, clubs are always begging for volunteers, especially at this time, um, and you know they can start to talk to you about you know the sorts of courses and things they can help put you through with strapping, water running, and a hundred one other things, mate, that are involved in, in keeping a footy club on the field. If, if anyone is interested too, so make sure you do reach out to your local club because there's never enough volunteers. You never have too many. Yeah, definitely. I don't think I've ever been to a club and they haven't asked for volunteers in some way, shape or form, whether it's, you know, working in the canteen or help with some paperwork behind the scenes or, you know, chasing clearances or there's always something to do. So, yeah, if you definitely um, 
definitely it's a rewarding job too. You know, you get to meet a lot of good people and, you know, you're friends for life. You know, I've got friends all through the footy community from here to Queensland, you know, it's, um, and they're good people. Yeah, mate, 100%. So the, the ladder, though, for the Chase Energy Seagrave, we'll jump through that. Did his Budgie Boy on top on 13 points. They're still undefeated, six wins and a draw. Swansea a second on 11. Hamilton and Morris at third and fourth, respectively, on eight, and only 18 points for and against separating those two. Dungog and Raymond Terrace equal fifth on five competition points. Tall Timbers on four and Stroud on two. So everyone's still in the race as we uh, head into what is an interesting round this week because it's an exact replay of last week's round just at different venues. Yeah, it's a little bit strange. We're playing, you know, um, playing the Ducks two weeks in a row. So, yeah, a little bit strange, but, you know, 20 yeah, re- strange all around. Yeah, after the regrades happened and um, round one got rescheduled to because last week's games were round one catch-up games after the start of the competition was postponed. It ended up with round one lining up with round eight, and unfortunately it is the way it is. But as we talked about the other day, mate, it's just um, you know, it's good to be playing footy mainly. So if you've got it, and you guys would certainly be reasonably happy after having knocked them off last week to have another chance to go back-to-back and make the ledger 2-1 for the year. Yeah, yeah, that will be that'll be real good if we could uh, pull that one out too. Yeah, mate. Um, so we'll have a look. The first game of the round is up at Bennett Park at Dungog. And uh, Dungog taking on Swansea. You'll, I'm sure you'll be having a, a bit of an eye on the score in this one after you get off your game, mate, because obviously they're sitting equal fifth with you, the Warriors. And uh, they're a fair side uh, on their day. They've had a couple of narrow losses. As um, you know, I mean, it's probably evidence they've won two, drawn one, lost four, but only got a four and against a minus 12. So it tells you they've been in some battles. Uh, and last week it was a 100-metre try to... Uh, the flying red-headed fullback from Swansea that made the difference, 22-20, to 20, the Swans got up. So it'll be interesting. And Dungog will fancy themselves here. It's a, it's a tough trip up to Bennett Park. Yeah, every time I've, I've sort of played up there, I don't think I've ever won up there. Maybe maybe once. It is a hard place to play up there. and they, We had played them already. We haven't played Swansea yet, but we have played Dungog. And they do have a – they've got a quality side. They've got, you know, big Matty Hinton running around in the forward thinking he's a halfback, you know. <laughs> but, um, but, no, they do have a quality side, mate. I, I think definitely been up at Dungog. I think I'm going to have to tip Dungog. It's, it's, it's interesting because of the regrades and the reshuffles of the draw. I think I think it actually pans out that you guys won't play Dungog unless you come up against them in the finals. Yeah, righto. So, because looking at the draw, you guys finish off with Hamilton, Swansea. So, oh, no, sorry, Swansea, you said you hadn't played, my mistake. So, you, you have played Dungog, I was going to say. Um, and then and then Morissette. So, it's a tough run home for you guys. You've got uh, three sides above you on the ladder. Um, but um, yeah, certainly Dungog. I'll uh, I'll tip them for a bit of an upset here as well. Uh, the next one, Morissette. They went down to Tall Timbers last week and got the win, and look, they're looking pretty good, led by Reese Ryan and the boys down there. They, they had a slow start to the season with a couple of tough games against uh, both Budgie Boy and Hamilton, who were the early pace setters. And uh, but they've started to build some form. They've now uh, managed to put together four wins from their last five, and, and you'd have to think they'll make that five from six here. Yeah, I, I can't tip against Morissette, mate. They've got a pretty handy side. We we played a bit of a double-header down there when we got smacked by Budgie Boy there a couple of weeks ago, and they played Stroud. And yeah, they they got a handy team too, mate. They, you can't tip against them. So, yeah, I'll, I'll run with Morissette. Right, next up, um, Stroud will get the opportunity to... Uh, their third time of the year, they'll take on Budgie Boy. The first time they've played them up at Stroud Showground. And look, we talked about it before. They've got some handy players there, mate, and you know a few of them reasonably well. Uh, but... Uh, they're yet to break that duck. They've had a couple of draws, a draw with yourselves and Dungog, I believe. Um, so, look, they can't be too far away. It'd be a big scalp if they knocked off Budgie Boy and really throw a cat amongst the pigeons in, in the minor premiership race. 
But, uh, look, I think Budgie Boy will probably be a little bit too classy for him here. But don't rule out Stroud at Stroud Showground. A bit like Dungog, it's, it's never an easy trip. Yeah, we went up to Stroud early this year and we, we got a win up there. I, they do have a quality team. Like, you know, old Simon Chappell still running around. He's still very handy. And, you know, my old mate Blake Steele running around too. I, you know, I was a little bit surprised to see him up there. I thought I was seeing things when I seen him up there. I was thinking, what are you doing up here? But, um, yeah, Steele is a, you know, real handy player up there for him. Um, in saying that, I, you know, Budgie Boy are definitely the team to beat this year from what we've seen this year. So, yeah, I, I'm tipping Budgie Boy, mate. Yeah, there's a reason they're sitting undefeated. Only that one slight blemish with the draw against uh, Swansea. But, um, yeah, certainly. I mean, it'd be great great for the uh, liveliness of the competition if they got a win there. But you'd have to think if Stroud got a win there. But, um, it'd re- yeah, it'd really tighten things up. But um, you'd have to think Budgie Boy will get the win there. And depending on what happens at Swansea, a win there might be enough for um, Budgie Boy to basically claim the minor premiership with only two rounds to, w- to go. So Cody and his boys will certainly have their eye on that because... That with that eight, uh, sixteen final series gives you a guaranteed second chance, no matter what happens. Although I'm sure they'd love to go all the way through the season, including finals, without a loss. The Budgie Boy Boys after a tough year last year. Uh, we'll yeah, move, definitely. We'll move on to the cut and drill D grade, the six team comp, and uh, the results from last week. Uh, we uh, Shortland had a loss, twenty four twenty to Wanji, in a bit of an upset. They they were the latter leaders by a few points heading into that game. Uh, in other results, Katara, 34, defeated New Lampton, Lampton, New Lampton, 24, and Kersley, a big win, 54-12 to 12 over Glendale. So there's now four teams all within two competition points at the top of the ladder. So there's a red-hot race here um, for the minor premiership. We've got Shortland on 10, Katara on 9, Kersley on 8, and Wanji on 8, Glendale on 4, and Lampton, New Lampton Back on three. They've had a bit of a tough trot, Lampton, New Lampton. They're on three points after two rounds and haven't managed to add to that as of yet. Uh, so, yeah, it's certainly going to be interesting to see. Hopefully, for their sake, they can get another win. A, a bunch of young guys all trotting around out there for the Rats and Dogs. But, uh, yeah. mate, four teams all with a shot for a minor premiership with three rounds to go. That's what we like to see. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's good, solid comp there, isn't it? Certainly is. And uh, speaking of that, um, so we have... The top two sides play the bottom two sides this week and third plays fourth. So we'll probably have one side probably uh, potentially fall away from that race and uh, we'll have a look at that third versus fourth game first and is the, the Kersley Crushers hosting the Wanji Warriors. Wanji, a very slow start of the season, but they've got a bit of a run on. They've picked up a couple of decent players um, to bolster their side and Kersley, they're doing quite well. Um, a good halves combination. Uh, they have, were a little bit light on in the forwards for a little bit, but I believe over the next few weeks they're expecting a few to return and Look, they're, they're, it's a tough trip again up from Wanji all the way up the western side of the lake and up into the uh, wine country up to Kersley there. Yeah, we played Kersley last year. They were in the, um, they were in our comp for a little while until so they got dropped down. But, yeah, they didn't think they were too bad, mate. I'm going to tip Kersley this week. Yeah, I'm going to go with the crushes as well. Maybe just put the brakes a little bit on Wanji's run. But, uh, yeah, Wanji, as I said, have been quite impressive in recent weeks. Shortland, they'll be looking to bounce back from their upset loss last week to Wanji. Uh, they travel over to Ford Oval to take on the uh, Rats and Dogs, Lampton, New Lampton. And uh, look, both these sides will have a bit of a point to prove with uh, Lampton, New Lampton being a fair while between drinks. But you'd have to think Short on the top of the table side will be a little bit too classy here. Yeah, mate, I'll tip Shorty there. Shorty's a you know quality club. They've been around for a long time. And yeah, mate, I think they'll get the, they'll get the chocolates. And Glendale, another young side, they uh, were 
absolutely dismantled by Kersley last week. You'd uh, have to think Qatar will continue their winning ways as they travel out to Bower Oval. Part of a double header out there on Saturday. Yeah, I've got to tip the Bears in this one, mate. Lovely. Well, that brings us to a wrap the D, Gray. We might just run through the ladies' ladders very quickly. Uh, the ladies' league tag A grade sits like this. We've got Aberglassen and Fingal Bay equal first on 14 points. Stroud in third on 12. University on eight. Raymond Terrace got a win on the weekend. They go up to six points. Maitland United and Greta Brankston back on four. Uh, short In the B grade, we've got Shorty on 14. Malabula, eight. Uh, Dungog, six. Swansea, five. Hamilton, five. And Dudley on nil. Uh, that means that Shortland, barring some absolutely improbable results, will be the minor premiers there. And in the women's tackle, we've got Aberglassen on 12. Berkeleyvale, 10. Waratah, eight. Raymond Terrace, eight. Dora Creek, two. And Maitland United, two. So... Mate, it was a clean sweep on the weekend for your teams. All three sides getting a win. I don't think that's happened too often this season. You've all sort of nah. had to throw above your weight a little bit a few times. So, great to see. Yeah, no, it was, it was really pleasing. It was yeah, a good day for the club last Saturday. And, you know, the girls had a win. There was, you know, a bit of everything in the girls' game. There was even a bloody little tiff there. And, yeah, it was um, yeah, definitely very pleasing to see, you know, all three teams getting a win. Yeah, certainly, mate. And the good news, obviously, the women there being on eight points and the uh, the other two sides being on two, barring some, uh, again, improbable results, they should likely sneak into the finals uh, there in the women's tackle. And uh, certainly that win in the, in the tag drags them up to fifth place. So another win or two on the way home would uh, see them make it into a six-team finals there as well. So could be yeah, uh, a couple of wins. Pretty well. You know, especially the the tackle, they um, you know, they were looking like not having a team there at the start of the year, and you know, a few things happened with Karua, and and you know, they a lot of the Karua girls have come down, and Daniel Evans has come down to, to coach them, and you know, they sort of combined a team of us, and you know, they they're doing really well. There's you know, a lot of numbers to train, and it's you know, it's really pleasing to see. Yeah, it's certainly good, and you could see it's it's taken a couple of weeks for them to come together a little bit, which is hard. You know, it was literally, I think, you know hours and days before before the first game of the year that they uh, thought both sides were going to pull out and then they went, hang on a second, if we get a half a team and half a team, we can make a full team here and, you know, hats off to them doing that, to you to you guys being able to support it and Karua for, you know, rather than just throwing in the towel going, okay, yep, no, we can go, we can work with this, so. Uh, yeah, so from what I can understand, we sort of, you know, both teams sort of had what the other ones needed, like we were sort of short on numbers for the tackle and you know, they were sort of, I don't think they were really too keen, whatever reason, to, to field the team. So, you know, we said, you know, we'll give you the, the platform and the, and the you know, the team to play. Just bring the girls down. And, you know, luckily Daniel Evans come down to coach and, you know, he has a run around with us every, every couple of weeks. And, you know, it's all worked out pretty well. It's great to see. And, you know, it's probably a really good example of how cooperation keeps the footy going in this, you know, tough COVID year. So... Um, you know, we've seen lots of players move around in, in groups and things where one team might not might not field this year and others do. And but you know, for for that literally, where you were both sides were, as you say, you know, almost at an impasse and it just wasn't going to work. And then you went, hang on, what we what we're both missing is exactly what the other one's got. So let's get together and uh, you know, I mean, geographically reasonably close, but you're not exactly you know next door neighbours. So um, there's been some some travel and things undoubtedly for a few people involved. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, but. Um you know, most of the most of the girls in there, we sort of we already knew them anyway. It was sort of a pretty easy transition, to be honest with you. Yeah, no, it's gone well, and as I said, it was some nice reward getting uh, another win in the, the tackle on the weekend for the girls, and uh, your tag getting a win on the road as well. So, um, a good day out, uh, and as I said, it'd be great to see if uh, hopefully all three sides can uh, scrape their way into finals after some slow starts of the year. Yeah, that'd be ideal, mate. Tell you what, the beers taste a lot better when you win. 
I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that. It's been a while for me since I've been chalking wins, but um, yeah, I certainly <laughs> remember that was the case back in the day. We might um, we might take a little spell, mate, and uh, we'll come back with the Newcastle Rugby League and the Maitland Pickers, hey? Right on, mate. Sounds good. Welcome back. We are here on an episode of League Castle, and I am, of course, joined by Luke Hansaker from the Raymond Terrace Magpies, and we've picked apart the Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League, mate. Now it's time to turn our eyes to the Newcastle Rugby League, the A-plus contracting first grade, and uh, look, I'm going to leave it pretty brief on this. It was only the one game on the weekend. It was called off due to a pretty unfortunate um, incident. Uh, they were very fortunate in the fact that there was some... Uh, very capable people involved, both as players, um, supporters and um, ancillary staff there that were able to jump in and help out the young guy in question who uh, um, basically a bit of a knock to his head, um, I believe, on the ground and got to his feet but then uh, collapsed due to some pressure and different things and had a bit of a seizure. He's now uh, in a critical condition and, look, you know, undoubtedly the doctors and staff are working overtime. There is a fundraiser which you can find on, on most of the rugby league pages but... Unfortunately, it is the, the, the tragic side of, of rugby league where we, we see sometimes these, these incidents happen, but the way the community's banded around him and the way both teams and the supporters all uh, got in and, and helped out on the day is uh, testament to, to the rugby league community, I think, Luke. Yeah, that's right. You know, it's very unfortunate to, to hear anyone get injured, especially that sort of serious. So, you know, I, I don't know the guy personally, but, you know, all the best in your recovery and, you know, hope it all goes well. Yeah, exactly right. And just echo those sentiments and... Uh, you know, a big shout-out to the New South Wales Rugby League and the support that they've um, issued in terms of counselling for both teams, the match officials and anyone else that was attending or involved. And, um, yeah, there's certainly a lot a lot of fallout from an incident like that, a lot of impact for, you know, everyone involved. Um, so, yeah, so, again, sending our best wishes to him and his family and hopefully it's a, a speedy recovery for him uh, uh, moving forward. But we might jump into the, uh, the, the ladder first, mate, because, as I said, just that one game which was... Uh, the pin was pulled on, um, which I believe um, will just be listed as a draw on the ladders now. Um, although, looking at the results, uh, I'm just trying to get a bit of an update from the Play Rugby League side. It looks like it has been chalked as a win to West as to when it was called off. So, um, that leaves the ladder sitting as follows. Uh, we have Wyong on top on 16 points. Uh, Cessnock and Souths on 12, Wests on 10, Lakes on 8, Central on 6, and Maitland back on 4. Uh, all the other remaining sides had a bye last week. So this weekend we've got uh, the Coalfields derby to kick us off, mate, on Saturday afternoon. Maitland versus Cessnock. It's been a tough year for Maitland in the first grade competition with the um, the cream of their crop all uh, playing in that uh, President's Cup side, which we'll get to in a moment. Yeah, mate, I... Um I've sort of been keeping a bit of a close eye on that President's Cup team and, you know, geez, they're, they're doing well down there. But, you know, like you said, it has sort of been to, to a detriment to, the, to their other teams. So, yeah, I, I'm going to have to tip Cessnock, mate. Yeah, no, I think Cessnock have uh, been in pretty good form. Their last outing, they did go down to Wyong, but they've only lost the two games this season. And uh, Toddy Edwards has got his crew firing and uh, they're right up the top of the ladder at the moment. So doing quite well. Next up, this one's yeah. always an interesting uh, rivalry, but it'll see fourth play fifth, and I believe it's a four-team final series this year. So this one has some extra spice on it because uh, a loss for Lakes here at Harker Oval against West would uh, 
all but wrap up the finals race with uh, only two more rounds after this one. So the uh, the boys from uh, down at Belmont will be fired up for this old rivalry against the Rosellas. And, uh, look, mate, I'm going to go out on a limb straight up. I, I've played some time out at Lakes, and uh, I'm going to go with the Seagulls to get the win over Wes here. Oh, I'm going to have to go against you on this one. I, you know, I've never really had too many happy outings at Harker Oval, mate. And, I, um, yeah, if there's something on the line, West usually get up for it, mate. So I'm going to have to go to Maggots. Yeah, lovely, mate. Next up, the final first grade match of the round is South Newcastle hosting Wyong. Uh, a win here would uh, all but guarantee Wyong the minor premiership. Uh, but South, they'd be eyeing off a top two berth, as we talked about. Top two being crucial in a four-team final series. Uh, and if they get a win here, then they'll stay level with Cessnock. Amazingly, only one point of for and against separating South and Cessnock at the moment. Yeah, rightio. Um, yeah, I've been keeping a bit of a close eye on, and Wyong definitely been the team to beat this year. You know, even though I'd, I'd love to tip the line, being an old club of mine, but yeah, I can't go past Wyong. Yeah, Mitch Williams has got them firing on all cylinders down there, and uh, they are six from six so far this year, and. Uh, You'd be a brave man to tip against them being seven from seven. Uh, last time they played, they played down at Wyong, and it was 24 to 19. Wyong scored on the bell to uh, turn it from a one-point deficit to a five-point victory. But I'm going to go south. So I'm going to go go out on a limb here and tip south to switch this one around and uh, just throw a bit of a cat amongst the pigeons. Wyong haven't won too many of their games by too much, so um, they've given teams a sniff, and I'm going to go south to get a win and... You know, but I wouldn't follow my tips too seriously, mate. Uh, I'm having an absolute shocker in the text bet tipping competition, which we also have for the first grade well, I'm year. Taking, so. I'm just taking the safe option. Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. You back, back the percentages. I like it. The percentage plays, you're, you're, you're a true halfback, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, your coach will love hearing that. Uh, <laughs> well, he keeps, telling, he, he keeps telling me, he goes, you're not wearing number eight, you're wearing number seven. Just stop running it like you do. You, but, you, just, you just say to him, or well, when, when he picks up a few more, like he's, you know few more hit-ups, then uh, you won't need to. Mate, he scored three tries at Budgie Boy, and he had about a, um, you know, he had about 20 metres in all of them, for all of them. Yeah, 20 metres. I was going to say, that'd be about all Brooks got in him these days. And he, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't take it on more than more than 20 out. Nah, that's all you need him to do. I, get I, the ball 20 run over. I did, I did love it um, on the weekend. There's a, there's a few of the old trademark Brook Roach shoot, shoot off the line and, and come up and in on a bloke that's not quite, uh, not quite <laughs> looking. He just doesn't oh, quite like have that. the venom in him, and um, mate, uh, yeah, he d- he doesn't have more than one of those in a set anymore. <laughs> nah, nah, not anymore, mate, not anymore. But I will tell you what, it's it's better to be on the on the on the same team as him than against him. I can tell you that. Yeah, I um, I fortunately have never had to play against Brook. Um, he's enough of a challenge for me to referee. He likes giving me some banter. Uh, he's good fun though, and he's as I said, he has mellowed a lot. Um, he's uh, still very physical, and he likes to tread the line, but. You know, he's at least on the right side, whereas before, most of the time, he was uh, stretching it on the other side. Yeah, I've seen both sides of him, mate. <laughs> Tell me. Yeah, but uh, one, one of the best players going around, as soon as you cross that white line on the other side, he has all the time in the world for pretty much everyone, so he's a good guy. 100%. But, uh, mate, we'll wrap up the show. Uh, two last bits. We'll have a quick look at the pickers. You talked about it before. They had a win on the weekend in the top-of-the-table clash against North Sydney Bears. Uh, a fairly comfortable one too, 46-16, which saw them wrap up the minor premiership and a home semi-final at Maitland. So that's pretty exciting to have some, uh, I guess what I'll refer to as top-tier football because it's the best football going around at the moment outside the NRL uh, and a semi-final yeah. at Maitland. That's great news, isn't it? I-, I might even try and get out there and have a look. That's Yeah. And they, uh, they've had a few players out. You know, they've, you know Pat Matautia hasn't played all year. There's 
you know, they have a, you know, some quality players sitting out because of work commitments and stuff. So, mate, to do what they've done in, in that sort of comp, and I know, I know they've got a lot of quality out there. They're old players too, but, you know, still, you know, all these other teams that are running around, you know, North Sydney Bears and Wentworth Bill and all these other mobs, they got, you know, similar similar capable players too. So, yeah, hats off to them. They've, they've done a real good job. Yeah, certainly, as I think um, Tim Christie, who I had on last week, sort of said, he said, you know, they've, they've really, as much as you might want to, you know, and we've seen plenty of, plenty of people sort of having a bit of a laugh or, you know, taking the mickey a little bit. They've put, they've put our rugby league here on the map and, you know, we, to show that we are to be taken seriously, you know, if teams from Newcastle enter these competitions, we're not just there to make up some numbers. So they've done really well and they'll have the chance this weekend down at uh, the home of the Newtown Jets, Henson Park, on Sunday afternoon at 2 o'clock to take on Glebe Burwood in what is now another top-of-the-table clash. I feel like they've had a few of those this year. Teams just climb their way up the ladder and then have to play Maitland and find their way back down. So, um, yeah, they take on Glebe Burwood uh, 2 o'clock on Sunday uh, a win would cap off an undefeated regular season for them. So um, a big opportunity for Matt Lantry and his boys uh, to, um, to to take with a, a win on the road there. Yeah, 100%, mate. I, I'm going to back them all the way in, mate. I, you know, I'd love to see him obviously make the grand final and go you know, that one step further as well. You know, like I said, it'd be great for you know, Newcastle Rugby League in general. Certainly would, and um, we'll be keeping a close eye on a couple of the other games as well. So uh, the way it stands at the moment, they will, uh, depending on results, play one of four sides because it's straight elimination too. So they can't afford to slip up, um, even in the semifinals. It's just a, a 1v4, 2v3. So they'll host fourth uh, that first week of the semifinals, and it could be any side from North Sydney, Hills District, Thoreau or West Illawarra that could be there. So they've beaten them all before, all those sides. So... Um, look, I don't think there'll be any, any fears for Matt Lantry and his boys in terms of taking any of them on, but you know, semi-finals football is a whole different ball game. So hopefully they can string together three more wins and uh, bring the President's Cup back to the Hunter, mate. Yeah, fingers crossed, mate. Yeah, I hope, wish, wish them all the best. I, you know, I, really, I really do. I hope they do real well. Lovely, mate. Now we'll get to the bit of the uh, evening that undoubtedly a few of your fans have uh, hung around for. And that is uh, where we get to ask you the uh, hard-hitting questions, mate. Now, you've had an opportunity to have a look over a few of these and um, we've got the first one we'll start with has come from... Uh, well, he's a bit of a serial pest that gets involved in, in heckling a few people that come on the show, none other than Lachlan Hickey, mate. Um, <laughs> now, he, he's, uh, he sort of said, how does it feel to be 45 but only look like you're 28? What's your secret? Can you share, please? Well, I just uh, I replied to him. I said to him, it is... Plenty of rubs before training to pretend like you're doing something and only get out there. You only train for half an hour and that's it. It's about being smarter, not hard, not training harder. I like it. Exactly right. And, exactly and, right. And did you, did you happen and to Hickey, learn, learn that from your coach, by any chance? Oh, yeah, could have. Yeah. <laughs> I, reckon Hickey, I reckon Hickey probably would have learned a thing or two from him back in the day at the Terrace. Yeah, he's, a, he's another man that's been around a few clubs as uh, Mr. Hickey. Where's he? He's out at Curry this year, I believe. Yeah, I've seen him running around at Curry this year. It's a bit of a bit of a change up for him. Yeah, he was at Hinton last year, I think. So he's he's been around a few clubs in the last few years. So undoubtedly yeah, he's we'll see. Undoubtedly, uh, we'll see him somewhere next year as well. He's uh he's another one that I don't think will be hanging up his boots anytime soon. He just loves it too nah, much. He loves it, mate. I've seen him out for Hinton there a couple of years ago playing in the halves. Yeah, well, funny. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, mate. He, 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 I think I'm, I'm still, I'm still waiting for confirmation. I think he lost a try scoring competition with Shane Tapper last year. Shane Tapper was 50 and playing in the front <laughs> row. So, give yeah. it up, Hickey. Come on, yeah. mate. mate. He just needs to put on a few more kilos and get in the forwards, mate. You know, take some pointers <laughs> from some of your runs, maybe. Yeah, well, that's it. 
Yeah, now, now uh, this next one, mate, uh, Starley, Luke Starlhut. Um, he's got a couple, so I'll, I'll ask them both to you and then you can, you can fire back at both of them. Uh, did playing oh, with no. Michael Edmonds as your halves partner last year make you the complete player? And question two, is it true that showering next to Steve Cook at Gloucester last year made you a much more confident person? <laughs> yes, to both of them. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Cookie. Uh, I swear Cookie said he was going to retire after uh, after Shortland, but he still went around. Do you reckon we'll see him, yeah, and, him going around again or reckon he's done now? Uh, well, I tried to entice him to come to the terrace this year. He's only living over at... Um, at Rutherford somewhere. He's managing uh, Genesis, I think, over there. So I tried to get him to come out, and uh, he's done, mate. Uh, that's all right. I'm sure. I'm but, sure. I'm sure. If you guys make the finals, he'll come and uh, hurl some abuse at you um, from the hill, mate, with a few cans. Geez, I hope so. I love it. Yeah, he's, he's, he'd know a few. He'd know a few sledges. He would have copped a few in his day, Cookie. Oh yeah, and and my old mate Mick Edmonds as well. Yeah, I enjoyed playing with Mick last year. He's, you know, he wears his heart on his sleeve. He doesn't hold back. He, you know, definitely. You know, if you're thinking something, he'll let you know. And I, I love that sort of stuff. So, yeah, shout out to Mick. Yeah, lovely, mate. Uh, the next one, a little bit a little bit more serious, this one, mate. Um, Johnny Ward, who's a, a bit of a stalwart of the Maitland competitions, um, he just said, what's your opinion on why the size of area that Raymond Terrace draws from, why it's struggled in recent years, uh, no longer an A-grade or district club? Um, you know, back in the day, even in the lower Hunter comp, Raymond Terrace had two sides and there was also the Lakeside Hawks side. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good question. Um you know, I think, you know, when I was growing up, everybody wanted to go and play football. Everybody, you know, from Tilly's Cup all the way down to Lower Hunter and, and that sort of stuff, it was the thing to do on the weekend. It was, you know, but nowadays, you know, you go to, you know, even Tilly's Cup games and, you know, I just think the interest has died off overall, like across the board. Um, you know, in particular with the Terrace, like we, you know, we dropped out of, you know, my last year at Raymond Terrace before I come back. Um, you know, we were in Tui's Cup. We, we dropped out and there was some political stuff going on in, in the background. And, you know, there was a lot of guys, you know, they were pushing towards Group 21 and no one wanted to go to Group 21. So all those guys that were sort of the future of the club ended up going to, you know, that was the first year Maitland back in the comp. So there's sort of half went to Maitland. And, you know, I went in the South. There was some go to, you know, other clubs, you know, Charlestown and that. And, and just, yeah, never really aligned. And, you know, half the, you know, after I come back from South, we went to, you know, up the Tea Gardens for seven years and then you have guys like, you know, Nathan Ward and the Breckelman's boys and, you know, a lot of other good local juniors they ended up out at Dungog and, you know, Terra still had a team. It wasn't until um, Brooke and myself and all the guys from Tea Gardens come back that we, you know, we, we went back into A grade there for a year or two. And um, But going back to the question, I, I just honestly believe that across the board, the, the whole sort of, um, the, the level of interest has died everywhere. I think it's not just us, but um, yeah, yeah, it is a good question. I don't, I don't really know exactly how to answer it, but yeah, level of interest has definitely died across the board. I think. Yeah, it's certainly certainly interesting. I mean, you know, you go back many moons, and there was you know teams on every street corner, and it's not just as you said a, an issue that's Raymond Terrace specific. You know, we've seen Raymond Terrace, Nelson Bay both go by the wayside. We're seeing Nelson Bay trying to push back towards it, and. It's a fine balance there, as you say, because you know Nelson Bay entering that grade competition again need to make sure they're not doing so at the expense of you know yourselves, uh, Malaboola and Fingal Bay, obviously. But it'll be an interesting one to watch, and you know undoubtedly I know you know you're a junior there, and there's a few other guys that are from that area that are, that are back there now, and um, you know I'm sure that you guys would love to see Terrace get back to a thriving you know two team 
town or, you know, even push into, you know, depending on what the structure of competitions look like in future years, you know, making sure you've got that pathway for the junior kids who, you know, whether it's, you know, that they don't want to go on and play to his cup or they're not quite at that level that they've got somewhere that they can, you know, keep turning out and have that community around them on a, on a you know, Saturday or Sunday, you know, and play footy on the weekends. Yeah, definitely. Like, you know, and it used to be the strongest club in Raymond Kerr in, in, in the whole Newcastle. There were a lot of the, the numbers that we had, you know, in the juniors, they're all bigger than pretty well every club in, in, in the town. And that, and we fed right into, we had, you know, back into his cup days, we had three teams. Like we had the open grade, reserve grade, or four. We had the, we carried the 18th, third grade, reserve grade, first grade. Um, but but now we struggle to fill one team. It's, yeah. um, it's really hard. And, and I remember when we were with the Sharks as well, they found it really hard to get numbers as well. You know, they, because obviously we had all these feeder clubs in the area, like, you know, Sharks feeding in, it's like, you know, Raymond Terrace, Malabula, Pingle. Stockton, you had all these yep. teams playing in A grade and doing well in the lower Hunacom, but they were struggling to field a team into his cup because everybody, you know, for whatever reason, they had work commitments and they had other commitments that they couldn't commit to, to training solidly two or three nights a week, plus, you know, playing because obviously it's a higher level, you need to give it a bit more commitment. So, you know, for whatever reason, you know, they found it hard to, to find players. Yeah, certainly right. I remember, you know, when I first came to Newcastle and, Raymond Terrace on on a Saturday, you know the games would be flowing on until all hours just to get through all the juniors. You know, you had some guys come through and and you know someone like you know great example going through to the NRL essentially, you know two steps removed from Raymond Terrace, Pete Mattiatia, the eldest of those brothers. You know, he came he played his juniors through Raymond Terrace, and there's been a number of others that have gone on to play at pretty good levels. That yeah, know, I actually played all I actually played all my juniors with Pete. Yeah, I come all all through the system with Pete and and the likes of you know Liam Higgins was in the team. We we had a great teammate coming all through juniors, and you just don't see that anymore. It's um, yeah, it's a bit of a shame to be honest. With you. I I go down and help my young fellow team out coaching, and you know back in the day you wouldn't be able to you wouldn't be able to move down there on a Tuesday and a Thursday night. But you know it's just less and less kids. It just looks like all these kids want to do is get home and sit on the PlayStation or the Xbox and stuff, and they don't want to move. Yeah, that's certainly right. And I, th- I think something else is you know there's there's a, a bigger variety of sports to AFL. Certainly increase its footprint. Rugby union. You know, soccer, all these sorts of things. So that the limited pool of kids that do want to play, you know, are spread across all those sports. So I think everyone's feeling the pinch a little bit at different points. But, mate, um, yeah, again, it comes back to that thing we talked about before too, having volunteers that are prepared to roll up their sleeves and try and make their, their local club attractive and do what you can. But, mate, you guys are doing well. You've got, you know, a good number of players registered for the seniors. The junior club seems to be um, getting their act back together and moving on and building forward. And, you know, I know Sky and the team that are behind the scenes for you guys are pushing hard to make sure that your senior club builds on and, you know, growing through the women's side as well. So great to see and, and, and hopefully we'll see the Terrace coming back to being a powerhouse in the Newcastle and Hunter in the junior competitions in, in the ne- over the next decade. Yeah, definitely hope so, mate. Like, you know, shout out to Sky and to Tony and all the all the Mars and the committee at the Terrace there. They're, you know, they're doing a great job this year. I know there's been a lot of stuff going in the background just to get us on the field and, you know, we definitely appreciate all the work that they've put in. So, you know, there's been plenty of clubs that, for whatever reason, haven't been interested or, you know, it's too hard to, you know, to go through all the COVID protocols and put all the plans in place. And, you know, I know they've worked really hard in the background to get us on the on the field. So, you know, yeah, we really appreciate it. Lovely, mate. Um, so we've got two more lots of questions and we'll wrap up. Uh, now, this one, look, you know, I don't, I don't even want to ask you, but we do we do honour these questions when they come up. None other than uh, your better half, I believe, mate. Uh, when are you going to hang up the boots? Is 2020 <laughs> your last year playing? And is it true you won't train without getting a full massage prior every week? Well, 
I'll leave my playing future up the brook. He reckons I've seen him at the pub the other day. He said I can play till I'm at least 40, so that's another 10 years. I don't know if my body's got another 10 years in me. I don't, you, certainly can't reti- marriage- you certainly can't retire before he does, that's for sure. No, that's for sure. My marriage probably doesn't have another 10 years in me. If I keep playing, <laughs> she'll probably leave. But, uh, I can, all in all, honestly, I've probably got another four to five in me and yeah, I need to find something else to do, but I get too bored. Of oh, I was going to say, you, you'll, you'll, be, you'll be coaching or something anyway. You'll be straight over to the other side of the fence, I don't doubt it. And then the week that you're short, oh, I suppose I can lace some boots on. I, I know exactly yeah. your type, mate. <laughs> yeah, mate, I, I just love being around, you know, I just love being around the, 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 the culture, the, the scene. I, you know, like I said, I've got a lot of, lot of met a lot of good people in this sort of community and, you know, I, I just love being around it, mate. Yeah, no, I love it, mate. Um, you know, keep going while you can and, you know, I've, I'm a great example of, you know, I've, I've, I've moved out of playing very early on, but, you know, wearing many hats, the media, you know, doing this stuff, the commentary, refereeing, the secretary of the league, there's always something that can, that can keep you involved. And, yeah, unfortunately for your better half, I think you're going to be one of those guys that's uh, probably not going to find much space from footy anytime in the next, you know, couple of decades. Yeah, sorry about it, Sinead. Yeah, well, the other thing is your young fella will be, young fella will be old enough soon enough that you'll have to be coaching him in the seniors, mate. Yeah, I know. Maybe he's hanging around until he's... How old's he now? He's 11. Yeah, see, 10 years, mate. If you hang around for 10 years or even eight years, you might get to have a game with him, so... Yeah, I can do a, I can do a Simon and Reese Chapel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, what, what's that where your son comes along and he's a much better player than you, or...? Yeah, that one, yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate, fi- final question before we let you go and uh, get back to your family, mate. Uh, none other than the uh, the superstar from the Bar TV commentary on uh, Saturday, Josh Wilson... Please ask Luke tonight, did it throw a spanner in the works when you missed a conversion from almost in front 10 metres out? I've done that for a while, I'll tell you that. But I don't know what it was. My kicking boot was off the first couple of weeks, first couple of kicks there, sorry. Yeah, you did, you, you, you did, they weren't even close. Well, you and I were talking out there because obviously, as, as we said before, I was refereeing the game and you, you sort of said that to me. You're like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. I, don't know. I, don't know. I don't know what happened. Same steps back, same steps to the side. Usually I don't miss them. I, I don't know, just one of them, one of them games, I suppose. Must have been that I'm strong, we... the strong breeze, mate. We'll blame it. Yeah, yeah, let's blame the breeze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lovely. No, well, <laughs> lovely, mate. Well, th- thank you for your time. One, picking things apart. Two, answering some, some questions, some some legit, some some a bit ridiculous like Josh there at the end. Um, <laughs> but, mate, it's, as always, good to have a chat to you. I, I enjoyed our chat on the weekend too for 80 minutes and before the game. It was good fun. Um, good, good luck this weekend and uh, mate, hopefully we'll uh, be able to have a chat around the finals and maybe get you on one of our finals panel shows as uh, Raymond Terrace goes deep into the C grade Chase the Energy competition yeah mate that'll be good yeah just like give, you know, give, give yourself a shout out mate you, you know we, I'll jump on here every week and have a listen and you know even if you don't get a mention or whatnot, I just love you know getting around the footy getting you know listening to people that are on and mate you know I know it, you know, it takes a lot of effort out of your out of your day and that and you know really appreciate what you do for the whole Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League mate thanks mate um, as, as, as you know I'm an absolute footy tragic and just love doing it and love finding the fact that I can pretty much every week find a couple of people that are desperate enough to sit and talk for 45 minutes to an hour about local footy so it's great yeah. uh, we're getting some publicity the comp deserves which is you know um, I guess my end goal so thank you for that mate and uh, thanks for your time and uh, hopefully catch you around in the next couple of weeks yep perfect mate anytime talk to you soon mate thanks Chris see you mate that was, of course, Luke Handsaker from the Raymond Terrace Magpie C-grade side. Uh, a big thanks to Luke and uh, 
giving up his time tonight. Uh, a big thank you also to our sponsors, Texbet and Newey Threads. Make sure to check out our tipping comps brought to you by Texbet. Uh, the links will be up again this week. Uh, we'll be doing some prize at the end of the year and uh, probably for the winners, we might even have some random draw prizes. That's yet to be determined. So we might just uh, draw a couple of names out of the hat for some people that have put some tips in during the year. So make sure you get your tips in. Even if you haven't joined previously, join now and uh, get in for the last three rounds in the finals and uh, might try and... Uh, give some uh, prizes out for some guys that go on a late charge or something like that between Texbet and ourselves. So uh, also check out our social media channels, LeagueCastleAU on Twitter and Instagram, LeagueCastleAUS on Facebook. If you're part of a club and you'd love to get involved in the show, drop me a message, direct message via that LeagueCastle uh, Facebook page or LeagueCastleAU at gmail.com. Always looking for guests that are tied up with the local clubs. Uh, get out, enjoy your local footy this weekend. It is a big Saturday. Nearly every game in town is on Saturday afternoon, so they're everywhere and anywhere. Um, good luck if you're playing. Enjoy your local footy. Stay COVID safe and adhere to the rules. And we'll be back next week with another episode of League Castle. Go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be a try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window will get their second. You're listening to Lee Newcastle. Newcastle, 100% rugby league.